Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Flight Check Podcast. This is episode five. Uh, super excited to talk the in memoriam episode for FlyQuest Academy. A little bit of uh, LCS news and some MSI news as well. Uh, this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode, uh, but who knows if people drop enough hot takes and questions into the chat tonight, uh, maybe it'll go a little bit longer than we were planning to. Or, uh, for or what it's worth, go off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> or if we go off on a 30-minute tangent, like we are wont to do sometimes. Uh, I am Sandy Toes, here with my hosts, Nox War and Curly Double Q. Let's go to them, see how they're doing. Nox, how's your week been? How you feeling, man? Uh, it, it, it's been all right. Uh, it's been a bit of a long day for me today, though, but I'm not going to go too deep into that. Some personal stuff going on. But, but uh, other than that, though, I've been okay. Just grinding, doing things, working on myself. Same old, same old. Hey, that's great. Love the grind. Hope the personal stuff gets better. Curly, how about you? Uh, hey, let's talk a little meat quest. How, uh, how was your meat quest this week? You know, my meat quest this week was actually really good. There's a lot of a lot of just good things in my life I feel going on right now. I've kind of gotten on top of things, really focusing on stuff. This week I think I hit the success combo because I've been, you know, hitting the gym for, you know, four or five days per week. So I did that all last week, just came from it earlier Very today. Nice. Um, I actually cleaned up my room on Friday, like really cleaned it up compared to what normal. There you go. Do. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> I'd like to say I did some improvement in League of Legends today because I finally, after a couple of weeks of having like, you know, win one, lose two, win two, lose one, you know, I actually had a 100% win rate today and I feel like I nice. was just a lot more tame and everything. So yeah, so that's success combo with the hobby organization and physical <laughs> going on. And uh, yeah, so that's that's where I am at with me quests. Look at this man go. Now I, no, I gotta right ask. I, I gotta ask. You know, when it comes to your room, you said you you know more clean than usual. So like, what's the standard here? Where are we going? You know, what are we looking at? What's like, what's like bronze? You know, clean room. What's the so gold clean room? When I room? say more yeah. than normal, I mean I made sure there's at least fifty percent of each like uh, desk space open. That mm -hmm. should be like I, I really like organize where things are on that. Um, I consolidated stuff in the bathroom. I like took my rug into the hallway because I live in a dorm room. I took it and I shook it out. Um, and then I like swept the hell out of my room and I mopped it with my Swiffer. And I like finally took out some recycling that had been building up a minute. You know, deeper cleaning. Like I really took some time. There you go. Hello, hey, Switchbox. By the way, I see you in the chat. Oh, hello, Switchbox. Good to see you, brother. How's it going, well, like I said, going to be a bit of a shorter episode today. We only had a couple series from FlyQuest Academy. First, we got to do a little bit of an apology. We did not explain the Proving Crowns format enough. I don't think we were even aware at the time of last week's episode yeah. just how many rounds we're going to advance. No, so, no we did not. Up, yeah, they ended up playing two series. Uh, I was only able to catch... The first one, the second one, I was at a baseball game, uh, and I basically, in between innings, would like pull out my phone and I'd check the, <laughs> I'd check the game, and then uh, then play would resume and I'd be like, all right, well I gotta. 
get back to this. Um, but, uh, you know, it definitely, obviously, uh, for those who are watching, fell to TSM Academy on Friday night. I believe that was a 2-1. Uh, the Dig Academy series on Tuesday night uh, prior, that was a 2-0. Uh, but in that one, obviously, we looked a little bit better. Uh, had a little bit of help from Dig Academy. Uh, but yeah, hey. yeah, you know, <laughs> but, a little bit. But, I mean, not the... Not to throw shade at, at any one team in particular, but maybe the biggest throw I've seen in a professional game of League of Legends since uh, TSM's throw to Team Liquid uh, last weekend. So, you know, uh, these things happen. But hey, let's get into this first series. So, us, Fly Academy versus Dig Academy, two games, and game one, fairly clean. You know, the macro was pretty good. Um, a pretty standard draft for us, I felt like. Um, I would agree with that. You know, the the Nar for Kumo, triple yeah. on the uh, Oriana, Tristan Rakan in the bot lane. Um, yeah, felt like a standard draft. Nox, uh, you know, what were your thoughts on, like, this first game? Uh, for, first game, I thought it was like we came in and it was just, hey, we're going to play the way that we want to play. And I remember I was even writing on Twitter. It was like, man, this is a real uh, our comfort draft versus Dignitas comfort draft. And whoever wins this is basically going to dictate the pace of the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up winning that game one. And immediately it was like, okay, well, now we get to just continue playing this. And Dignitas has to figure out how to play against it because they can't do what they just did this game. It, like doing a salty run back, you're just going to have the same run over again. So mm -hmm. uh, I think we did exactly what we needed to do in draft. I think we played exactly how we needed to play in game. And it was just nice. It was just really, really clean. I was, it was one of the better games that we've had. For sure. And I have to apologize because I just made a huge mistake. I was looking at the wrong draft. Uh, we actually played, <laughs> we played uh, Chogath, Hecarim, Victor, Kaisa, Rel. So, look. Chogath I, made me so happy. You have I, no I idea. I pride myself on fact-checking and accuracy on this show, and I will not let that go another two minutes without correcting that draft. Uh, <laughs> but still, ultimately, another uh, pretty typical draft for us, the Victor comfort pick for triple. Triple, absolutely. Kaisa, Rel, fantastic uh, draft. Curly. Uh, talk, talk to me a little bit about this series. Um, obviously, the second game was wildly different from the second first game one. was so different. But what, <laughs> what we saw from that is, in my opinion, number one, our typical strategy working out for us in a surprisingly good way of always being prepped for the mid to late game. But on top of that, the new strategy of trying to enable Kumo, because, you know, I see in your notes here, you're like, how did we win that to those top lane fights? <laughs> um, two things. Yeah. A little Rel bit of that Aatrox magic. And you know? Aatrox. <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that game really showed why pro players pick Aatrox, because that is Aatrox in his prime, surviving way longer than he should, because you're like, what? How does he have that much lifesteal in Omnivamp? But he does. <laughs> And because it's based a lot on damage, like not just like hitting, because a lot of his, you know, kit of Omnivamp, it, it's like all Omnivamp, so he gets so much from landing a really solid Q. And, and because there's three of them, it's, you know, it was just, yeah, you let him scale. And he really popped off. And because, you know, Rel was there to gather everyone in one place, so he could hit his Qs. 
So Rel and Aatrox had a really good synergy, and they were able to just keep doing that in every team fight, and that's how we won a not sloppy game, but not as clean game as we had ha opened up the series with. Well, and the, the crazy thing to me is that, you know, they had Ocean Soul. It is yeah. just so difficult to uh, fight into the Ocean Soul. And, and like, so does if you look, if you look at the, if you look at what we had in our team, like, there's not a lot of poke. Like, you've kind of got the Kaisa W. You've got a little bit of the of poke from Victor, um, but beyond that, like Udir, you know, melee, Aatrox, Aatrox, melee. Time. Rel, melee, you know, there's not a lot of poke. Uh, not that the poke would have really helped much against the Ocean Soul, but anything that FlyQuest did, you know, poke-wise, would not have had much of an effect, right? Exactly, you, and so I think you, our comp was actually really well prepped for that because a lot of it has to do with, like, being all up in your face and doing a lot of damage. Unloading, mm -hmm. unloading so much with the Aatrox and Kaisa Qs, Probably, like I want to say, is a real big part of how we were able to do so much damage later. Yeah, yeah, Nox. I mean, how do you think we? Like, I, I really don't know how we won this match. Like, <laughs> beyond so, like getting the perfect team fight. Like, how do you feel we won this? Uh, let me, uh, let me say, let me put it this way. Um, we don't win this if it's not for Dignitas inting the absolute living hell out of it a little bit. <laughs> um, so that the very first top lane fight, like, don't get me wrong, I'm still amazed that we won that fight because even right. then, three v five with a four, uh, a stacked Ocean Soul when they're up sixteen to four in kills and a six k gold lead, even three v five, like that's pushing, like that that's like an even fight at that point, right? So they're in, they're inting it at this point basically, and even then the fight was like, how did we get away with that? And so. Because I mean, uh, who's the dig? Usui, Usui ults the rise and the three of them all top lane and the triples there. The Aatrox is there and they basically just outplay them. It's like, oh my god, like how did we win that fight? And it's just it's a combination of wombos and combos basically coming together and allowing us to survive and actually just go in on them. It's a combination of FlyQuest understanding, hey, we're not going to win this via poke because they have Ocean Soul. Like, if we're going to fight, we have to go in. And basically, the rest of the game was going to be played on a knife's edge of, like, we have to go in. And if we go in, it's either all or nothing. And basically, not to say that it was a coin flip, but it was really just like, hey, if it lands on tails, we're done and we're going to game three. But right. to put it simply, they rolled head or they flipped heads three times in a row and they won three fights in a row. <laughs> yeah. And next thing you know, it's a two zero, and I'm sitting here losing my shit on Twitter and in the Discord, going, "Oh my god, what the hell happened? <laughs> how did we? How did we win this game? Yeah, uh, yeah, super nutty series. And I mean, big props to the players for being able to keep their mental." in a strong place right it's not easy to go down what uh 6k gold uh and then you know bring it back to a 2k deficit down ocean soul you know that's tough i mean it, it at some point you're like oh they got soul you know it starts to feel like okay this loss might be inevitable but you know bounce back so it, it was funny uh did you guys see tomo's twitter after that game I missed that. I did not. Give us the demons. So, Give us the so, demons. Uh, he, he added Fantix, who is the coach for FlyQuest Academy, and he yeah. was like, hey, coach, you do know that in scrims, we FF this at 10 minutes, right? <laughs> 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 
the the old FF at ten. It's not even the FF at fifteen anymore. You just gotta. No, no, it's gotta, FF, FF at ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta make that a whole five minutes early. You know. Honestly, if Riot could let me FF at ten, I think you know it'd be. I'd have a few more productive ranked games. That's for sure. Because season twelve changes incoming. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes in uh, get into a game. And, uh, you know, I'm just doing some jungle farming, you know, I'm, I'm power farming because that's all jungle does these days. And uh, I look up and uh, it's four minutes in and we're down 4-0. And, you know, I don't even know how it happened because uh, all my laners got solo killed or duo killed. It's, you know, and uh, at that point, yeah, FF at 10, please. Uh, so, all right. So dig 2-0. Uh, pretty good. I mean, that's good. It put us in uh, top eight for the entire tournament. And when you consider um, some of the teams that got knocked out uh, already, like, you know, TLA uh, mm -hmm. were supposed to be a big favorite in the tournament, right? Um, I would say, you know, top eight, which is where we ended up. Um, you know, I think top eight is not, I don't want to say. It, it's shorter than what I had hoped for, but based Especially off of performance, I'm not upset. Right. I'm not upset with this finish. Like, I think it's a good finish. I think they could have done more, but it's acceptable, maybe, is the word for it. I don't know. Curly, how do you feel about, you know, top eight? I mean, coming off of the hype that I had from watching all of Arena of Legends, and th where we got second, and then coming into this thinking, all right, we can do this. Um, and then also because we finished the regular season six, personally, as much as I like, you know, I, you're right, it's acceptable. I definitely would have liked more and I had a little bit higher expectations. Um, there's a few things that I think might have just played into our hand of like that we didn't go quite as far as we wanted, you know. Um, but I think we can get into that a little bit more after we discuss FlyQuest uh, versus TSM because that's, you know. That's what's got us in eighth place. And so... Yeah. So, you know, first game, uh, we went with the Orn. Uh, interesting pick. We've not seen a lot of Orn uh, in this in this meta so far. Um, and then kept it with, uh, you know, uh, more. Udi or Hecarim? Udi or Hecarim? Udi or Hecarim? <laughs> you're, you're so sick of those picks, I'm Sandy. So, <laughs> I'm tired of Hecarim Udir. Uh, no more Udir Hecarim 2021. Uh, that's the hashtag, and I want everyone to get it trending on League Twitter. Uh, no more Udir Hecarim. Just ban those champs. <laughs> ban them both. I think we're still going to see it at MSI as well. It, I there's not been any substantial nerfs to them at all. I I really hope you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm wrong too. I mean, look, many times, you know, I hope you're right because usually you're predicting, you know, FlyQuest wins or good things for FlyQuest. But in this case, Nox, I really hope you are <laughs> drastically incorrect because this world does not need more Udi or Hecarim matchups. Uh, it's I we, wholeheartedly agree. Society has evolved past the need for Udi or Hecarim. We no longer. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, game one, good game, clean yeah. game, great game. I mean, Same as Dignitas Academy game one, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it, it looked like a very similar game. I mean, uh, Knox, you watched this one, I know. So, I mean, maybe talk a little bit about the series as a whole. 
series as a whole, uh, I mean, the, the main thing that for everyone listening, to, you guys need to understand is TSM Academy has not looked good for the past probably month and a half, two months. Um, straight up, I was flaming the Academy on Twitter. The fact that you have Hanser <laughs> and Cody sent on your team and you're having multiple rounds where you're just going 0-4 and dropping out of the tournament is unacceptable, honestly. Like, I don't think any 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 level of that is okay. Um, and so finally they were showing resurgence and they were showing like, hey, this is probably the level of play that they should have. And so after, I forget who they played first round uh, of proving rounds, but after they dropped down, they basically just started winning. I, I know they played Barrage and they beat Barrage pretty handily, which... Uh, I also, yeah, I won't talk about it, but there's some stuff about Barrage not being able to perform and reasons behind it. But basically, TSM beat them, and we ended up matching up against them. And basically, I think TSM kind of found their stride at the right time. And I think, honestly, we underperformed. And so we go into game one, and we have a normal clean macro style. And then games two and three were us out macroing them, but basically just getting skill checked in team fights. And that was how TSM won. Absolutely, yeah. I watched that series today, and it was so interesting, because with Game 2 and 3, there were moments, like, it was always between 20 and, like, 25, where I was like, alright, FlyQuest definitely has this. Like, we were our, winning! We have, yeah, we were winning. We have, like, with Game 2, we had so many objectives. We had their inhib, like, at least one or two inhib powers down. For some reason, though, we didn't prioritize Drakes, and that was something that I think that kind of led to our downfall, because they were just able to deal more damage to us, which made it like more difficult in the team fights and allowed us to uh, be checked, you know, skill checked, like you said. And then I think uh, personally, I think RNG is part of what screwed us in the second one or that third match, because we did prioritize the Drakes, but it was a Cloud Drake, which is only so useful. You know? Yeah. I I just have to interrupt here and, and note something. Uh, Road Roller in the chat has uh, noted that we need Corky versus Azir. No. Uh, no. Road Roller, no. uh, much like Udyr Hecarim, uh, society has evolved way past the need. For <laughs> uh, we do not need either of these matchups uh, in our uh, LCS futures whatsoever. Uh, and if I see anyone playing these champs uh, in the future, they will be flamed appropriately. Thank you. This has been a PSA. Flight check does not anyway. condone the views of its hosts <laughs> <laughs> or flaming its listeners slash viewers. <laughs> anyway. Um... <laughs> wow, where were we? <laughs> oh, this is a tangent I was talking about, guys. It's going to be 30 minutes of us flaming road. <laughs> <laughs> Assassin. Uh, oh boy. Yo. All right. <laughs> metas. Metas. That's something we could talk about way down the line. But I mean, uh, I guess there's. So I guess. Uh, so, yeah. so what went wrong though? Do you think in this series, right? Uh, I would say the big thing that probably went wrong with this was just to put to put it to put. Uh, I'm trying to think and put my words together. Basically, the way I think about it is FlyQuest was putting a huge, huge emphasis on trying to... Man, I don't even know how I want to put it, honestly. Basically, a lot of it just came down to we wanted to contest on certain parts of the map mm -hmm. when it was just we could probably go to a different part of the map. Like, we were playing the map smart, right? 
like you, you watched like triple on a collie was like split pushing the entire time. And game two, Kumo and the NAR was split pushing the entire time. Like in TSM was not having answers to it at all. But then there was just random moments. And I shouldn't say they're random, but there were moments where it was just, we as a team decided to go to an objective and we met TSM there and it was just, Oh, well we lose the fight because we're getting skill checked on team fighting, which is also kind of depressing because I actually hold uh, the team in higher regards than in our team fighting than that. So, I mean, yes, granted, I kind of see maybe they have the past experience of thinking, okay, we should just be able to beat them in a team fight. We're up, we're splitting, we have the map pressure. And that was honestly what kind of kept us in the game so long when we lose those team fights. But I, for whatever reason, on, on the day, we were getting skill checked and we kept losing the team fights and then TSM would regain control of the map. And at that point, we'd have to fall back on our foot a little bit and work on the split push. And once again, we'd go to another team fight and get checked on it again. We kind of repeated that thing over and over and over again, and we ended up losing the series because of it. Yeah. Another thing that I actually think hurt us in these last two was a little bit of a draft um, issue in the fact that we let Wukong through twice. I find it intriguing that we let Wukong through twice, again, especially against Aatrox, because we banned him against Urgot, which I think Urgot could have handled him just fine. But with Aatrox... It kind of, I don't know, I think it hurts a little more because one thing I've learned since the last time I talked about Wukong is that also the more you hit him, the more armor he gets, which is part of why he's such a nuisance. Um, mm -hmm. And I saw, especially in the last game, he was just getting more kills, more bang for the buck than Kuma was getting on Aatrox. Um, and so I, I think that was one thing that we let slip through that hurt us just a little bit mm -hmm. in those later fights. But yeah, I, I think that's look at the draft again real quick. Another thing actually is I think what also happened is uh, TSM did to us what we did to Dig. What goes around <laughs> comes around. <laughs> Could have just been the good old universe playing tricks on us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> one one good turn deserves another, you might say. Yeah, I'm looking well, at the draft again, and it's just we we banned the Camille, which I actually think is a smart pick because we have a Jinx that we prioritize really early, and if Camille gets onto the Jinx, like you're not getting out of that, so that's fine. I get that. I'm trying to understand the Tristana ban though. I don't know if either of you want to uh, chime in on that. I, I mean, Tristana, just... it's just a good pick. I mean, you mm -hmm. know, it can go mid, it can go bot. Um, you know, it's a great split pusher. I watched the streamer uh, today win with the Tristana diff, you know? I'm, the the TSM comp in game three, um, yeah, doesn't have really any split push at all, uh, or at least not a ton. Um, so, like, that could have been, you know, limiting them in that capacity. Um, and then, you know, just the matchup into Jinx, maybe they wanted... They knew they were... I'm, I'm not seeing the order of picks and bans, Um if you have that knocks, maybe. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we first picked Udir. They follow with Rel Olaf. Then we have Jinx uh, Gragas, and then they finish with Zoe on pick three. And then they round out banning out triple, which we end up picking a Kali for. And we go Tristana and Camilla's bans, and then we finish up blue uh, four and five with a Kali Aatrox. And then obviously they R five the Wukong again, which was just played in game two. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I, I, I think I'm looking at a series too much, and I think I'm still a little upset that we lost, which is why I'm so harping on it. It's not the way we fair. wanted to end, especially because, you know, um, we have such good gameplay overall. We have really good macro. We really know how to play the map, and we can clearly take losing games and turn them around. Um, mm -hmm. and, like, during Arena Legends, it was always 1-2. We let them win the first one, and then we came back in the second two you know um yeah then, <laughs> i mean yeah so let's, what... so let's zoom out of the series then and maybe just take a look at fly academy as a whole right um yeah you know clearly something that we've talked about several times on the show before and i know you Knox, have like really uh been a proponent of is how good their macro is yep. uh you know for an academy team um you could say um probably one of the best teams in the academy world in terms of macro um and okay, so I, I i have a bit of a hot take so let me let me know what you guys think of this but i i actually think we may have better macro than the actual flight quest main squad maybe a hot take T tell me what you think interesting I mean, that, it that's a yeah whew, i mean i don't know i'd have to like I don't know if I can give my thought on that, like just off the top. Of that. <laughs> I think honest, contextually, I haven't... it might look like I don't know. I don't know if I have an authority to say that, but from what it might be, is we might seem to like the academy team might appear to have better macro, and I don't. I want to say this in the most respectful way possible because of the context they are in, because it's in the context of academy, so True. they look that much better. Whereas if we put them in against TSM main squad, even with the way that they have been inconsistent this uh, spring split, I think just TSM main squad would be able to, you know, potentially two of them. I don't know. I don't know. No, um, absolutely possible. I just, I, I feel watching their play, they play very, very smart. And I just, I compared to our main squad, I, because my main, the main, my main issue with the main squad was like a lot of their macro decisions just did not look that good to me, and so I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just a stark difference of teams. Uh, who knows? But I guess that's my personal feelings on it. Well, I think you have to take into account that the the main team I think was playing from behind a lot, uh, mm -hmm. um, and so you know, unlike. Uh, unlike the academy team where they, you know, would get ahead early, you know, especially in like, you know, some of these, the, both the dig game one and the TSM game one, you know, got ahead early um, and were able to just kind of control the map and play it to their own tempo and their own pace. You know, when you're able to do that uh, and you have good enough macro, it is going to look very good in that context, right? But the main team I felt... Um, you know, if they did not get ahead uh, early, they just struggled to keep up, um, and they would just get, they just got out-tempoed a lot. Um, personally, it just, like, in terms of the future of this team, I'm interested to see, you know, if the meta changes uh, at all, um, especially when it comes to the jungle, I think, uh, and this goes, I think, for both the academy team and the main team, I feel like you know, the Uder Hecker meta has really limited both NXI and Jose Diodo. Oh, um, yeah. I think they're both very aggressive players um, that have been inhibited by 
the champions that are available to them. I think we got to see, you know, a wider champion pool uh, in Proving Grounds than we got to see in, you know, the latter stages of LCS where, you know, we saw contracts on like the Nidalee, uh, Olaf, you know, if Lee Sin is able to come back into the meta at any point, you know, these are champions that both Jose and NXI can really take over a game on. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, let's talk about, you know, the players on Academy themselves and just kind of like how they did, uh, like, you know, where they came from and, you know, where they're headed down the line. So, I mean, let's just go, you know, top to bot here. Uh, Kumo coming off of the Evil Geniuses main team, now on FlyQuest Academy. Um, I mean, Curly, what would your assessment be? Like, how, you know, does he deserve to get looked at, you know, again by an LCS main squad? Uh, you know, for, uh, ignore the, I, you know, the question of like, is there even any space? Like, if there was yeah. a random, you know, 11th expansion team, um, you know, would he be a good consideration? Well, from what I saw in um, Proving Grounds, I think there's a. I think there might be a potential spot for him in the in the LCS because, like I said in Arena Legends, I was like, I want to see more from him. In Proving Grounds, he showed up where I want him to. I really liked how powerful he felt on Aatrox. I loved him on Cho'Gath so much last week, and I want to say um, in. Because with especially that game three against TSM, we actually started out kind of rough. Not like from what I saw, we didn't have as much control as we normally do. Um, mm -hmm. We were down, like we got three would early on, but then later we were able to recover. And I think it again came down to partially that Aatrox power. He didn't get the kills like in Dig, but the way he played in Proving Grounds to me does put him in LCS running. If, especially mm -hmm. if he performs really well over the summer split. As it is right now, um, I don't know where he would necessarily fall in the LCS. Maybe he could go to Golden Guardians if they don't hold on to Niles. Um, maybe he moves up to main roster if Licorice goes somewhere. Um, maybe EG says, hey, we want you back. I, I, don't, I like... Those are some places I could potentially see him. Um, if there's more growth, that might change. But where he's at right now, if an LCS scout looks at him, those are like three of the teams I think he could end up on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Nox, I mean, yeah, thoughts on Kumo? Uh, honestly, Curly summed it up pretty damn nicely. Uh, the only other team I'd add to it would maybe be CLG if for whatever reason they cannot retain Finn. Like if Finn wants out, I could see him uh, possibly going to CLG. And I could possibly see him going to Mortals if Revenge leaves for whatever reason. Because mm -hmm. I don't know how long Revenge plans on playing because I know he's still trying to go to medical school or something. He's only taken like a year or something to try to play professionally. I Don't quote me on that. Revenge. Uh, yeah, well, so, and I think a lot of these things, um, you know, besides, uh, 100 roster moves, uh, <laughs> you're not going to see a lot of turnover, I think, um, in the, you know, in the, in between season, especially with COVID still being a thing, you're not going to get, you know, it, it can be tough just to move players around, things mm -hmm. like that. So, uh, 
we'll see how that goes. Uh, NXI, I think, is a player that is not, and this is not like a knock against him, right? Uh, but I don't think he's near LCS right now. He, you know? He's just not ready yet. He's getting yeah. there. He's straight up, you know, uh, the the greenest of the green. Um, he this is his first like professional split, um, and you know he's got he's got a lot to learn. I think there's a lot of potential there, and I'm really excited to see where he goes. But yeah, uh, you know, there's a lot of um, you know there's a lot of growth that needs. I'm excited to see if there's some more aggressive champions. Maybe NXI can really pop off. You know, and if he streams, he does stream fairly regularly. It's a good watch. It's pretty enjoyable. Um, if you're into, if you're, especially for you, Sandy, who's a jungler, if you're into jungling, uh, that is the stream to watch. Besides Jose Diota, who, by the way, I believe is currently number four. He's on, number four on the North American ladder right now. North American ladder. That is pretty hype. Uh, pretty good the boys uh, dedicated to th uh streaming three times a week if i remember correctly yeah. yeah hey you know that's a good stream if you understand spanish too it's an even better stream um triple we kind of talked about this uh previously right uh yeah we talked about you know where could triple go either this summer or next year and i believe we had said CLG and 100 Thieves, obviously one of those, uh, if you keep up with the news that dropped today, uh, which we'll get into in a minute, uh, one of those is not possible anymore. But, you know, Triple, obviously <laughs> a really summer. stable player. Um, I, this is, I don't know if this is a hot take, but this is my take. I think Triple is the best player on FlyQuest Academy. Um, I would I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and and that's not to say that Dreams isn't good, right? I don't want it to sound like I think Dreams is trash or anything. Uh, I think Dreams is really good. But, like, if you're going to point to, like, the star of the show, it's going to be triple. Uh, Hands down. You know, I was, yep. Even though we lost that game three to TSM, I was really excited to see him bust out the Akali. Like, <laughs> yeah. that was not a pick. I was expecting him to play anytime soon. Like... Yeah, I got used to seeing this man on on the Victor and the Azir and the Oriana. Like that was like, all right, this is what he plays. That's cool. All right, he plays control mages. He, he was and actually he, playing that game three really, really well until that last fight where he just he went in and he immediately got exhausted and just had to back out and he couldn't do anything the rest of the fight. Yeah, super hyped to see him play the Akali. Maybe if there's some more aggressive mid champs uh, in the future, he'll play those too. Um, so with Triple, though, I kind of want to sit yeah. here for a second, because I know you said it definitely couldn't be 100 Thieves, because, you know, of the announcements they made today. I somewhat disagree with that. Oh? Because oh. it's a little, like, you know, logistical things. Technically, um, if I remember correctly, 100 Thieves is owned by the same person that owns the Cleveland Cavaliers. Because, you know, a lot of LCS teams are NBA-backed, and so their backer is the Cla the Cavs. If they're mm -hmm. anything like a Cleveland team, <laughs> there will be a revolving oh door for the problem. <laughs> if they think one thing is a problem, it will open up after the next season. So if, um, if it doesn't work out this, uh, this summer split, there could be a spot for Tomo. I mean, not Tomo, Triple next uh next season but who knows 
the nade shot wallet has uh, been getting its work out in. Uh, <laughs> feels like regularly. Um, but also unlimited supply. Unlimited supply. But also, if you, if we're bringing back to what you how you started our discussion of the players, where if it's like changes don't matter, I could actually see triple anywhere aside from maybe the big three. But who knows what the summer holds in store? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Because uh, he could he could easily replace Saligo on Dig. He could easily replace Dzuke on EG. I mean, both those players. Well, not bad. Like, I, I mean, you could argue that triple would be a downgrade, but it's not like a huge downgrade. He could slot in there and still do okay. You could maybe say side grade. Um, side grade. Yes, with, that's probably a better terminology. Personally, of any you, team that he's a big upgrade for, except for. CLG, um, but and and up until today, hundred thieves. But um, I could see him replacing Jensen. At, what? Yeah. Uh, like if, if, if here's the thing, not at this instance, but if you follow the tradition of how players tend to improve the more they play, if he has enough improvement over a summer split, and maybe I don't know if he gets into season twelve, but. Just from what I see here, following traditional growth patterns, I could absolutely see him replacing Jensen. Now, would it happen roster moves-wise? No, but skill-wise, I could see it. So, all I'll say, Curly, is that uh, this is Flight Check Hotline League. <laughs> that started uh. in just under two hours. Uh, <laughs> that's... Uh, <laughs> I think that's where this uh, take is deserving to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm I'm just messing. Um, no, I I mean, look. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you know, players move on. At some point, they hit their they hit their ceiling, right? So, yeah, I mean, there is a theoretical world where t Liquid thinks that they're not going to get anything more out of Jensen. You know, like, I'll, I'll treat the take realistically, right? Like, they think, okay, we can't get anything more out of Jensen than we can already get. We think Triple's ceiling is higher, and they go for it. Sure, absolutely. Do I actually think that's going to happen? No, not a chance. I don't I think, think it's going to, like, <laughs> I think Jensen happen, is no, but I think Liquid, Liquid member for a long time, so... <laughs> I was gonna say, do you guys like? I have a hot take on Jensen, but we it, remind me, and we can save it towards the end. We we can hold that for another time. If anything, we can hold that for the uh, MSI or something. MSI or summer, yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's hit the bot lane real fast. Tomo and Dreams. I mean, the Dreams discussion. Obviously, that'll be something we hit maybe a bit more towards uh, summer because that's still a big discussion with uh, between starting him or Diamond. Um, Tomo, I think a pretty good player. Um, I think he was on, oh, what team was he on before FlyQuest Academy? Um, hold on. I will Google it right now. Give me like <laughs> 10 seconds. Fill the air. Do, 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 do. Oh wait, that's probably copyrighted. I can't do that. You're going to get it taken down. <laughs> gonna get DMCA'd. We're going to get DMCA'd. <laughs> Somebody place. Uh, Look, I've been watching Marvel recently. It's so okay. wrong. Okay. Was on C9 Academy before us. He was on that explains so much, in my opinion. What team? Well, that's right. No, I remember the announcement because we picked up uh, Diamond and Palafox and Licorice, 
and there was like the other side pickup as well that no one really talked about because everyone was like, oh my God, we got Diamond Palafox and Licorice for the main team. But no, I remember seeing the announcement that we also picked up Tomo in that package. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the team. Um, I think they're all good players who have a bright future ahead in S, right? Um, I think they can all... Kumo can make it back to LCS. Dreams has he played in LCS this spring. Uh, NXI, Triple, Tomo. Uh, I could see Tomo on the main roster at some point, honestly. Personally. Woo! I I could also see that, really. I mean, no no offense to Johnson, and I want to give Johnson more time with Dreams because we only got three games, so I don't... It may have been bottling synergy, but Johnson has not looked the best this past split, so yeah. assuming if you pair Dreams with Johnson again for another couple games and it still isn't working out, I could just see that whole academy bot lane coming up to the main roster and letting him play that way. Because mm -hmm. they, as a duo, have been very, very solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. And then Tomo, I really like... When Tomo gets his rhythm in, he does really, really well. And so yeah. I think he'd be valuable, like, especially, as I keep saying, if you, like, as whatever we see over the summer, any growth we see... I definitely think he's someone that'll have eyes locked on him. I could see him getting to um, the LCS next season. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I think all of the players on our team have a lot of uh, potential. And, you know, I'd love to see any of them get into LCS. You know, that's what we that's what we want, right? We want these players who are sitting in academy um, to grow, to get better, and to make it to the to the main stage where, you know, they get to show off you know who they are and what they're all about like that's what we that's why academy exists that's why amateur exists that's why we're doing proving ground because we want these players to get better we want them development to and we yeah. yeah we na talent representing us at worlds not that imports are bad you know we love a good import i am na right but uh we want na talent there as well calm down reginald <laughs> imports, 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 imports. Um, okay, so speaking of imports, uh, <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, I know there's at least a uh, 100 Thieves fan in the chat. Um, maybe some more, who knows? But 100 Thieves, more like 100 roster moves. I made this joke already, but I'm going to make it again because I think it's kind of funny. Um, a lot of stuff happened uh, in the last. Three days for 100 Thieves. Uh, Zix fired, I guess. I don't know if he was fired. Let go. Let Whatever go. you want to call it. He's not uh, there anymore. Go. He's gone. Let go. And then uh, and then you know, 30 minutes later, uh, welcome Reaper. Uh, Reaper returns to the LCS. Uh, he is going to be taking charge of 100 Thieves. Um that's pretty exciting. I love Reaper as a coach. I think he's a great coach. Uh, honestly, I wish FlyQuest uh, could have picked him up. Oh well. Um, I would have been super hyped if we had Reaper. Um, but he, yeah, great coach. I think, uh, you know, and then this kind of kickstarted some of the rumors that uh, we had been seeing that, oh, Reaper, he's worked with Niski. Are they going to get Niski? I think a lot of people were expecting Niski. But then today, I'm sitting there. I'm at work, taking a quick break. I'm checking Twitter. Boom. Welcome. Surprise. Surprise. Welcome, Abadage. Um, 
honestly, I I knew that he had been kind of bandied about, right, as the possibility. Um, but, you know, they also announced someday got his green card. He's an official NA resident. Uh, so they can make this move. So this obviously uh, brings up a whole lot of questions. We are not the podcast to get good insight into 100 feet. For that, I want the 100 Talk Pod, who should be coming online in about maybe an hour and 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, please go check out their podcast. I know they are. Cole and Jordan are very excited to. They're hyped for tonight. They are so hyped to talk about that. Uh, I'd be hyped if I were them too. Twitch.tv slash 100 Talk Pod, I believe, if somebody. Yes, uh, yes that is correct. That's wrong. Correct me. Uh, great, um, but yeah, uh, my quick take on this: I think this makes uh, Hundred Thieves. Uh, this puts them up top three. Um, all these moves uh, that this should edge them over TSM. Uh, in my opinion, I don't know. Knox, Curly, uh, thoughts? You you take it first, Curly. <laughs> What, me, the LEC expert of the... <laughs> yes, you. Yeah, yes, you are the LEC expert. Uh, yeah, so. Of flight check, yes. So Abadage. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is going to shake things up in the LCS. 100 Thieves I might have a really good shot when it comes to playoffs, because they are going to make playoffs with Abadage. No, no doubt about that. They made playoffs without Abadage. They made playoffs without Abadage. Imagine if they had had him. Honestly, <laughs> if they Imagine had Abadage, if they don't make playoffs. It might have been like if they had Abadage, I would have changed everything about my predictions for the entire tournament. Because especially after what I saw from Abadage, like in the season, um, this man, he's just. Like, in terms of the LEC, you know, he's really good. Really, really good. I mean, Schalke beat out Fnatic. He, like, almost was... There was some part of my brain that was like, could we see Mad versus Schalke finals? And Amadake was a significant part of that. Mm -hmm. um, so, this kid, this kid is going to... He's good. Like, there's only so he's, much I can say. No, he's very, very good. He's going to be good. I mean, and... You know, there is a little bit of prior history. Uh, Abe and Closer played together on Royal Bandits a few years ago. So mm -hmm. there is, uh, you know, there's a lot of potential here. I, yeah, like I said, I think this makes sense. I'm going to say it right now top three team. Yeah, I think top three team. I also well. think it'll. Uh, I'll be I curious to see how Bjerg levels up in his coaching and his strategies over the course of summer, but. Off of the direct upgrades right now, I'm also going to say yes, it will probably be a top three team. On, on paper, I right now I still have C9 and TL as the top two teams, and then 100 Thieves right behind them. Yeah. So that's that. Like I said, twitch.tv slash 100 talk pod in about an hour and 13 minutes. Go listen to the dads, Cole and Jordan. They are very excited to talk about this. And then the... Two small things, uh, some Fs in the chat, if we can, uh, for the Vietnam Championship Series. Unfortunately, due to 
COVID travel restrictions. Uh, Gigabyte Marines cannot attend MSI. Uh, I'm really bummed. Um, I'm, not, I'm also really bummed, dude. I'm I, really Vietnamese bummed. teams are some of the funnest teams to watch on the international are, stage. Yeah, they are so much fun to watch. Uh, they're a big up-and-coming region. You know, I'd say they're, you know, pretty competitive with, a, you know, uh, NA and LCL for sure. Um, really sucks. You know, didn't get to see them at Worlds. We don't get to see Gigamite Marines at MSI. Hopefully, by the time Worlds rolls around, uh, we'll actually get to have... A couple Vietnamese teams, um, the restrictions will be lessened. Maybe something will get worked out. Who knows? Um, they are not changing the format at all. So now, so groups B and C remain the same. Group A is now solely RNG, uh, Unicorns of Love, and Pentanet uh, GG from OS. Uh, obviously, the, the dankest timeline is when Unicorns of Love and Pentanet uh, just upset RNG and <laughs> <laughs> knock them That'd out of the tournament. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Uh, the Oath Boys rise, uh, Unicorns of Love uh, rise up and knock them out. So that'll be great. So if, uh, if, if I may for a second. First, yeah. I remember when they first popped onto the scene. I was just like, I was a kid in high school. And I was like, still, I was playing League of Legends, and I really didn't watch uh, like pro league. And my one friend was like, "Dude, you gotta check out this team. They came out of nowhere. They've got the funniest name, and they're actually really freaking good." <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, so if I if I may for a second, uh, I was yeah. gonna say, uh, don't. I I've seen a lot of people on Twitter and Reddit and stuff writing off this internet team, and don't get me wrong, they are severe underdogs. But I, I want people to recall, I think it was 2019 World's Plans with Clutch Gaming in the group, in which case the UOL roster beat Clutch Gaming twice, but the Oceanic team, which I believe was Dire Wolves, beat the Unicorns of Love twice and forced a three-way tie. This Oceanic region can take games off of other regions. And I know there's been a huge oceanic exodus going on, and uh, their whole region's been hurt with the actual shutdown of the OPL and whatnot, but don't write them off yet completely. Don't be surprised if suddenly UOL drops a game to this pentanet.gg team. Well, and here's the thing. I mean, it's it's best of ones. And anything yep. can, like, you know, things equalize out a little bit more in best of threes and definitely in best of fives. But... Unlike Worlds, because like I'm reminded personally of Worlds 2020 with I think Legacy, um, they went three and one in the play-ins group stage. Yeah, that's all, yes, it's also true. There they are went, good OCM players. Yeah, they beat LGD, uh, yeah. and then you know they obviously LGD got their crap together and you know put together you know their return and they made it, but. L Legacy was one best of five for making it to World's group stage. Um, so anything can happen in a best of one. Uh, you take one game off of RNG, suddenly that whole group changes. Because, um, like, you know, imagine a world where, you know, you won one with both uh, ULL and RNG. So you go uh, two and two. Um, or is it double round robin or is it just it's, it's double round robin? Oh yeah. Okay. So you go two and two, um, 
RNG goes 3-1 and, you know, they 2-0 UOL themselves, all of a sudden, RNG and Pentanet, they make it out of the group. UOL gets knocked out. Uh, so I think it's pretty doable. Um, so personally, I'm going to be rooting for them. Uh, you know, I love seeing those Aussie boys uh, mm-hmm. and New Zealanders. The Kiwis uh, get out there. Uh, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, MSI again, May 6th. Uh, we'll have a little bit of a preview episode for that. Uh, speaking of episodes, though, got one really cool announcement. We are going to be getting uh, all past episodes except for the fabled and lost episode one. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace. All, rest in peace. Uh, all previous episodes and all future episodes will be on various podcast distribution platforms. That's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, uh, whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts we will hopefully be on it uh we'll be uploading our episodes as quickly as we can as soon as we get the audio uh so that is really exciting uh so if you are listening to this uh via an audio platform or on the vod on youtube wherever you are we do you're welcome you're welcome Uh, (laughs) you're welcome uh we do stream this podcast live every monday night 7 30 p.m eastern we would love to see you in the chat we're really excited for uh the off season hopefully the fly boys get into the hyperbolic time chamber and level up a little bit uh, <laughs> and get to see them aim for a top six finish in summer uh until then Knox, let me hear some shout outs from you anything you want to shout out or plug uh before we wrap up here uh, the biggest shout out goes to the 100 Talk Boys. Uh, go check them out. They're thrilled tonight. They're so excited to be talking about all the changes that happened to their roster tonight. Uh, I, I like to think that we have a good working relationship with them and continue to go support them because I know they're supporting us too. They always shout us out all the time. So I appreciate you guys. Excellent. Curly, besides uh, getting on Hotline League later tonight. Uh... <laughs> Shut up. No one's supposed Eddie, to know uh, about that. <laughs> Any uh, any shout outs or plugs for you? I yeah, so I want to uh, I want to shout out the academy team and uh, coaching and all that stuff because honestly, they uh, did a really good job. Even though like we didn't end where we wanted, they still mm-hmm. did excellent. And I think there might have just been something in the water in that day. And I definitely think we have the power to succeed in the summer. So I want to shout them out for being so awesome. Um, and then, you know, I want to shout out you guys because, you know, you show up every, we've got this together and you guys really make my Mondays feel like Fridays <laughs> to quote, uh, Hobo Johnson. And, <laughs> so okay. thank you guys. Appreciate and also, it, shout out to Sir Dargor for following. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, yeah. If you're, <laughs> uh, get us, uh, get us to 50 followers so that we can, uh, aim for getting affiliate. affiliate and then maybe we can get paid for doing this you know that would be uh, yeah, come fund yeah. uh three new pcs for me curly and sandy we all need oh. pcs i mine's mine's coming in uh this weekend i don't know okay me, me and curly then me and curly need yeah. pcs i need, you need a pc and all of the fly quest merch we'll set up a little donation bar uh you know <laughs> give, give curly and new pcs uh, well, that's about it for Flight Check Episode 5. Thank you all so much for watching. If you were here live, 
uh, listening on whatever platform you were on. We're so thankful for everyone who has tuned in week after week. We will see you next week uh, for another episode. We're trying to figure out exactly what we'll be talking about, but we'll have something for you uh, for the next couple weeks for sure. Until then, uh, stay safe out there. Uh, remember to showcase greatness and have a fantastic week. Have a good one, guys. Peace.